Good morning everybody, Thursday 21st of October today, Freedom Day in Victoria almost upon us. It'll be good to get back to work. The new format for these podcasts is a bit of a market roundup, few events, a couple of ideas, and then a quick strategy comment. So our market this morning, as you've probably seen, up 13. That comes on the back of the Dow Jones, up 152. NASDAQ was down. The 10-year bond yield is ramping up now. It's gone over 1.65%. But the market doesn't seem to mind. The FOMC meeting is on November the 2nd to the 3rd, and they're very likely to talk about starting the tapering process in the middle of November, raising interest rates next year. But the message seems to have got through. Netflix had results. They were down 2% on the back of those. Ford was up 4% on results. Results are still driving the US market, and they have been very positive for the market. Average earnings growth expected to be 32% this third quarter results season. Usually with the results season, the results at the beginning from the bigger companies, particularly in the investment banks this year, are usually better than the tail end. So you usually get a bounce in or a drive for the market from results initially in the month and then it sort of tails away after that. We'll see what happens. I'm reading some stuff about Tesla's results after hours and how fabulous they are. It doesn't really affect us though, but record profit despite parts shortage and chip delays is the headline. Energy sector not doing much despite the oil price up 1.2%. Coal sector continues to fall. If you are, I doubt you are. Not a lot of people hold Whitehaven Coal, WHC, or New Hope Corporation, NHC, or Sol, Sol Patson, SOL. But that sector really does seem to have topped out now. If you've got coal exposures, looks like your best days are behind you. And a number of those stocks have shot into the ASX, or not into the ASX 200, into the top 200 stocks by market cap but they have to hold on till December. They'll probably slide out again if the share prices keep falling. I've got some ideas on iron ore stocks and growth stocks coming up. But for the moment, some of the notable events today, Blue Scope Steel had a guidance upgrade. They're up a couple of percent. Bit of talk about their dividend, but they've only got a 2.5% yield. It's unfranked. They seem to be following the same price cycle as the iron ore stocks coming off on this Chinese growth slowdown. We'll see what the brokers make of it tomorrow. Like BHP and Rio and Fortescue, it is a trading stock. Brokers at the moment like it, although Morgan Stanley downgraded this morning. Sorry, downgraded a couple of days ago. But the average target price is 32% above the current share price. And almost all brokers have a buy or at worst hold recommendation. Audmanet has got a target price 69% above the current share price. Citigroup 33%, UBS 38% above. And the share price has just dropped 25%, so it might be worth a look, especially if the whole resources complex at some point starts to pick up. Let's have a see. Let's have a look what the research says tomorrow. Otherwise, notable little events today. Helios up 6.6% on an update. They've done very well out of COVID testing. Revenue up 44% in a quarter. Perpetual funds manager up 8.8% on a gain in funds under management. That's an income stock, 7.6% yield, 15 times PE, which is not expensive. Fairly significant earnings growth. Share price still below the pandemic highs. And today's 
8% rise, don't let that put you off, could well be a catalyst for a continued relative performance recovery. Might be worth income investors having a bit of a look at that. Few quarterly production numbers not doing much for the share price of Woodside and Santos. Flight Centre down, the the travel stocks are getting belted. Flight Centre down 6.8%. They've got a $400 million convertible note issue. Webjet down 5.8%. Event Hospitality down 3.2%. S32, which is one of Chris's favourites, up today on the back of production numbers and unchanged guidance. Their cash is up 30%. And one that might interest income investors, although it hasn't really got a high yield, 4.7% yield, but Aurora up 2.1% packaging company, return on equity 20 times, PE 17 times, $2.7 billion company, bit of a yield, packaging's not exactly exciting, wouldn't call it a stunning growth stock, but... A quiet income stock, maybe. Now, a couple of little ideas. There's an article in the... This is just an idea, not my idea, but it's one of the barking dogs. AMP has had some... Had an announcement today about funds under management, which have dropped, but... The share price is up 3.4%. The AFR's written it up as, is this the bottom for AMP as their loss of funds under management slows down? I've had it on the barking dogs list for the last couple of weeks. It's gone from around 90 cents to $1.15. When I start these portfolios on November the 1st, I'll start an ideas portfolio, which can include barking dogs. I might well put AMP on it. How many of us have done our nuts trying to buy AMP on the way down? It's been underperforming since 2007. Could this really be the bottom? I doubt it. But you never know. Not really fundamental stuff, but if you look what the brokers say... There is not one buy recommendation. Brokers have almost given up on it. Three brokers don't have a rating. Are they doing a deal for them or something? All the rest of them have hold recommendations and target price is pretty much near the current share price. So no one is enthusiastic about it, but sentiment clearly turning a little bit for the better. If I was a long-term investor, I wouldn't go near it. This is about catching a recovery trade. Yield this year zero. On the forecast, it's supposed to yield 5.6% next year. PE 11 times. Let's not dwell on it too long. It's only a trade. Right, and then a couple of ideas today. One of them is the iron ore stocks. I've written a little piece. Just as a bit of an experiment, I've put a red M icon for Marcus next to the bits I've written in them, or next to the ideas bits. I've written other bits, but if you were to try and pick out the more significant ideas rather than newsy reactions or broker research, then look for the red M. And today I've written a little bit about the iron ore stocks. You might have seen Rio have made an announcement that they're going to try and reduce their carbon emissions by 50% by 2030 and by 15% by 2025, and that it's going to cost them $7.5 billion. And at the same time, they're going to build a gigawatt of solar and wind power and have declared their intention to decarbonize the Boyne Island aluminium smelter, which requires replacing it with five gigawatts of solar and wind power. And those their aluminium smelters account for 70% of their emissions. Share price fell 3.3% in the UK overnight. It's down a little bit this morning in our market. And it's underperformed BHP by about 4% in the last week. 
But it's just interesting to note, this is something that BHP is already committed to, but interesting to note that the pressure is on our big resources to become ESG responsible. They are doing something about it. And thirdly, it's going to cost them a fortune. I wonder how much impact this story of what it's going to cost big Australian resources companies to fulfill their carbon emission targets. And obviously we have at the end of the month for two weeks, we've got Scott Morrison at the Glasgow Climate Change Conference, where countries will be asked to put down targets, including Australia. And that whole chatter about what it's going to cost and which companies are involved is going to roll for the next couple of weeks. It's another reason not to pull the trigger on saying buy BHP and Fortescue and Rio and Mount Gibson, the iron ore stocks and Blue Scope still. But the main reason is because the Evergrande situation is still outstanding. We haven't had a resolution of that. That could blow up at any minute. At the moment, it's in limbo. Yes, the Chinese have made some pacifying words about controlling the spillover from Evergrande, but we're not out of the woods. Now, interestingly, in the Hong Kong market, in the Hang Seng Index, Evergrande started trading again today. It's down 10.9%, which could be worse, has to be said. And the Evergrande Services Company is down 8.2%. So some of the pressure being released and uncertainty being released there in the share prices, we've got our barometers back and the damage isn't too bad considering they've been suspended for quite a while. And the deal to sell a stake in the services company has fallen through. It could have been worse. So watching Evergrande, maybe we need something to happen there before we can confidently say time to buy iron ore stocks. But there is obviously, it is obviously one of the biggest, most obvious opportunities in our market is to time the buying of BHP and Rio and Fortescue and for traders, Mount Gibson. Right, second little thing I've written about today is growth stocks. I've written a lesson in growth stocks. Aristocrat Leisure, as you're probably aware, has made a fairly large $2.89 billion acquisition of UK company Playtech. And the brokers seem to like it. They've put their institutional entitlement offer. That's a share issue to you. They've put it to bed today and the share price has popped. Brokers like Aristocrat Leisure, I've put the broker research summary in the Marcus Today section today. We've got buy, outperform, add, upgrade to outperform and accumulate. Average target price 8.4% above the current share price. All good. Aristocrat Leisure looks great. Chart looks good. Trend is good. But let me give you a lesson on Aristocrat Leisure and let me give you a lesson on growth stocks. In the taper tantrum in 2018, the stock market fell 15%, if you remember, as the US started to push interest rates up. And the market had this correction. It was disastrous for us. Our fund underperformed because we were holding a whole bunch of growth stocks, of which Aristocrat Leisure was one. Great stock. The story hadn't changed. There was no news. Good long-term stock. You'd assume it would be fine. We had a big holding because it's a big stock. It's quality, long-term growth. And whilst the market fell 15%, and bear in mind as a fund manager, you're judged on, judged on relative performance. As the market fell 15%, Aristocrat Leisure fell 36%. And we had three or four of these big holdings in essentially growth stocks, but all big quality stocks. Macquarie was another, CSL was another, ASX was another. I think we held Domino's at the time. They all got absolutely nailed 
in the taper tantrum. The market was only down 15%, but growth stocks pummeled. It ruined Christmas for me, worrying about our fund's performance and why I'd got it wrong that these fabulous quality growth stocks were doing so badly. I should have known it is a lesson for you for the future, is that growth stocks are fast stocks and they move quickly. Yes, they're quality and yes, because of that, some of you can end up with quite big holdings thinking it's safe. But growth stocks, even the big ones, and particularly high PE stocks, become very vulnerable when sentiment changes and the market tips over. The market, there was no particular new news. It was just they were the wrong stocks to be in when the market tipped over. And, and in this case, especially when the reason for the market to tip over was interest rates, because growth stock valuations, as we're finding out as we watch tech stocks do the opposite of whatever the 10-year bond yield does. 10-year bond yield in the US goes up, NASDAQ goes down. And the same thing was true back in 2018. As interest rate fears rose, growth stocks got smashed. And we were holding a handful of big holdings in quality stocks that were fine long-term and massively underperforming because of it. So as I say, the lesson is don't be precious with growth stocks. Don't be long-term faithful. Obviously, some of you are investors. You don't want to be disturbed day to day. But for me and a lot of active members, the idea is exploit opportunities in the market. Come the top of a market, come a change in sentiment, high PE growth stocks, even if they're big and quality stocks, are not safe. Sell first, ask questions later. They can have savage corrections and will have savage corrections, even if there's no change in the story, no developments on a fundamental level, no news, just a change of market sentiment. You are vulnerable in high PE stocks, even if they're big. So Aristocrat Leisure was on a PE of 50, it's on a PE now of 51 times. Great stock, great story, good acquisition. But if the market tips over, I can guarantee this is going to underperform. So I'd suggest you go through all your holdings and one by one put an asterisk on anything with a PE above 30 or anything with a negative PE, of course, it means it's not making any money yet, so that you know when the next correction comes, which stocks to exploit the correction with, which stocks to tip out quickly and look to get back into lower down because these growth stocks take it a lot harder than the boring average PE stocks. So aristocrat leisure, great stock, but it's not safe. It's a company, as a company it's safe, but as a share price, not so much. So I've listed in the Marcus Today section today, some of the high PE industrials, haven't bothered with resources or utilities or infrastructure, their PEs tend not to be a good anchor point. But I've listed the companies in the Marcus Today section today, all of which are industrial stocks with PEs over 30 and market caps over 3 billion. Great stocks until the market falls over. I'll give you some of them from the top down in terms of size. CSL, Macquarie, Aristocrat Leisure, Zero, REA Group, WiseTech, ASX, Cochlear, Reese, Domino's, Seek, Tabcorp, IEL, Car Sales, ALS, and there's a tale of others. Altium, NetWealth, ARB, BRG, Technology One, SGR, Domain Holdings, and there would be a load below a 3 billion market cap as well. Anyway, bit of a lesson on high PE stocks from experience. Right, that's about it. As I leave you, Dow Futures not doing much, down 28. Our market up 25. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you soon.